Hello, and welcome to the Sisters Podcast. Uh, Today, we are sharing with you episode five. We are in a bit of a series um, in these these last few podcasts. It started with uh, the Slip Sliding Away podcast, which was episode three, and uh, and then the intentional practice towards for spiritual growth. And today's episode is titled The Way of Jesus. And uh, that is, uh, I can't think of a better title for, you know, anything really, uh, because because we, we want to model the way that Jesus did everything. Uh, he is our example, and our, our goal as Christians is to follow in his steps. And uh, so I'm going to turn it over to Margie, and she's got some things she would like to share with us about the way of Jesus. Yeah, what a wonderful thought, right? The way of Jesus, the way he talks, the way he acts, the way he lived, and what we can learn from him. Well, this is our third podcast discussing what it means to be radically transformed by our intentional spiritual practices that help us to grow. That's really what this series is all about. But we're right in the middle of our seven spiritual markers that can help us evaluate where we are on the continuum of growth. And here's what we've covered so far. Passive versus proactive, casual versus disciplined, private versus holistic. If you've missed any of our previous discussion, I encourage you to go back Mm -hmm. to our previous podcast. Each one is about 10 minutes long. So you can listen as you drive or as you work around your home or even as you're in the workplace And you take a few minutes just to take a break and listen. But today we're going to tackle another marker, conformed versus transformed in regards to our culture. Well, the Bible gives us the picture of the Christian community being a countercultural force. So that means the church today is designed, it's meant to be impacting society and culture. And so here's my question. Is your lifestyle, is my lifestyle, and are our values different from those folks who are unchurched, those people in your life who don't claim any connection to Jesus? Is the way we live, does it look different from them? Peter, in his letter in the Bible, said to us, you are a holy nation. In other words, Peter was saying, you are a people who cut across all geopolitical boundaries because you are a church without borders. You are called, you are to be called out people who live the life of the kingdom. So we're different. Well, there's a book called The Scandal of the Evangelical Conscience, and the author, Ron Sider, says the following, quote, whether the issue is divorce, materialism, sexual promiscuity, racism, physical abuse in marriage, or neglect of biblical worldview. The polling data point to widespread, blatant disobedience of clear biblical moral demands on the part of people who allegedly are evangelical born-again Christians. It would appear that Christians have been almost as seduced by self-focus as the broader population. End quote. Hmm. Ugh. (laughs) That's really bad news. Do you agree with this? And how would you assess the lifestyles of the believers in your 
network of relationships. What's the flip side of this bad news? Well, I think it starts with participating in a culture with a clear disciple-making agenda. You and I can make a difference right where we are if you and I are willing to be a part of a community of people who instill the values of the kingdom. Are you game? This type of community is where we find the stuff of real friendships, which also leads us to transforming change and deeper discipleship. When I hear a quote like that one that I just read, it really is kind of disheartening mm-hmm. to me. And I'm reminded again, I can't change the world, but I can change my world. And so I can start right where I'm at, one person, one heart, one life at a time. So we don't need to be given to discouragement. Well, our next marker is, is the church optional or essential? The church is the corporate replacement of Jesus Christ on the earth. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus continues to live by his dwelling in his people. Here's another great quote. It's by Ray Stedman. He said, the life of Jesus is still being manifest among people, but now no longer through an individual physical body limited to one place on earth, but through a complex corporate body called the church. (laughs) So in the Bible, Paul uses this term, the body of Christ. It's not just a metaphor. The Bible is not saying that the church is like the body of Christ, but that it is literally the body of Christ. The church is central to God's plan of salvation. God saves people into a new community. So to be called to Christ is to throw yourself in with his people. Many people today say, Jesus, yes, church, no. (laughs) But to be a follower of Jesus is to understand there is no such thing as solo discipleship. Part of maturing in Christ also means belonging to a community of faith that influences you towards him for the good. So how would you assess people's understanding of the church in God's grand scheme? Is the church only a helpful option, or is it viewed as essential? What about you? How do you feel about what was shared today? Here's your challenge. Pray about it and search the scriptures for God's word on belonging to a community of faith. I also challenge you to visit a church this weekend or go back to the one you normally attend. And I just want to say jump in. The water's fine. Indeed, it is. <laughs> Thanks for that, Marge. And that concludes Episode 5, The Way of Jesus. Lots of good things to think about and, and pray through in that one. Uh, again, thanks for joining us. And if you would like more information about our ministry, you can check out our website online. It is flourishthroughtheword.com. There are teaching resources. Uh, there's an opportunity to give if you feel so inclined. And um, we would love to have you join our community. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.